Hey, so quick uh, disclaimer here. Uh, this episode, and I believe along with last episode, we had a couple audio difficulties. I know the call dropped last episode towards the end. This, this episode here is going to pick off right where we left off uh, with Tyler and Nate. Um, we're, we're figuring out kind of the, the situation as far as getting good service, because I don't have Wi-Fi, because that shit's expensive. Um, but good old team, maybe service is, uh, dropping our calls every once in a while. And our, it seems like my audio and their audio seems to be like delayed or something along those lines. So overall, the, uh, the audio in this episode here seems manageable. It doesn't, it's not super perfect, but you know, we aren't really going for perfection on here. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, again, we're just shooting the shit with some friends and hanging out. Hope you enjoy. Hey, we right. here? Yep. Yeah, we got you. We lost you at, um, uh, what did I lose you at? is where I got Uh, well, so you can start. Yeah, that's what I'm coming to realize. Um, so when it comes to these like podcast stuff, and you're asking me what I feel like, like a purpose to this, like, is that what you're asking me? My general opinion about doing podcast? Um, or is well, the, or like, did I somehow lose the question with my copious amounts of ADHD? We didn't really get to a question. Um, Nathan and I just went on this whole big old rant about podcasting and and okay. I guess kind of how we want to do things. So I yeah I wanted to I just, see if you wanted to add in. Yeah, I'm gonna add in. My bird brain just happened to forget, you know, if there was a, a question we were answering or if it was just banter. So <laughs> when it when it comes to this podcasting stuff, like. I'm interested in it because I enjoy running my mouth and talking and I'm good at, I'm, I enjoy the controversial topics, just that, the other thing. Um, I don't see it as like a personal gain for me. Uh, cause when I deal with my own kind of mental issues, I do it alone and I prefer to be alone because when people try to tell me advice due to like in my past, like, if I tried to do this and people are like, oh, Tyler, have you tried this? Tyler, have you tried that? Tyler, have you tried this? And I'd be, I'd, I'd, I would probably comment back, go fuck yourself. Like, I wouldn't care. Because yeah. I don't no, like listening sense. to other people. So, like, I see podcasts as just another way to hang out. And if you have a good group of people and you guys can hold that conversation, you guys can be entertaining and you guys can just run it, it's not that bad listening to some of them. So I wouldn't mind being a part of it because I know I know with who I am as a human being, I'll be able to always have a comedic spin on it. And when I listen mm-hmm. to stuff like that, I need someone who has a comedic spin all the time. Like if 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 it's just like a serious podcast, I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna lack a little bit because I have a lot of very strong opinions. And I, I've come to build them up in my head. 
and I've researched what I need to research and I am very strong feeling about a lot of things but when it comes to wording them out um without putting something in there to make it seem like funny I'm gonna look like I don't give a shit because of how I'll talk about it so Mm -hmm. if I because when I listen to podcasts and I have that that little smile that someone gives me when I was really deep in my dark places when I was heavy drinking and I was using drugs um those little moments would help me when I was mentally down in the dumps where I was debating on if today was going to be the last day I put my head on my pillow you know like those little laughter Uh so like if there's any kind of reason I would want to thrive and continue if this podcast were to pick up or people actually think I'm worth listening to I would always want to do that for the fact that I know in my mind that's what helped save me it wasn't all just me it was the guy cracking Mm -hmm. about the fat lady falling down the stairs in the wheelchair and stuff like that so um, I guess to piggyback off what Nathan said, if they can just pick that from me, if I could know in the back of my mind I'm helping someone with my bullshit, that that be that be nice. But I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And, and you know that's right, the right. that's the beauty of a podcast, or or if, if you enjoy doing a podcast, or what you know if you enjoy creating something that's the that's the beauty of creating something is you have to put your spin on it or you have to put you into it or else it's just you're not going to go anywhere if you're doing it just to please everyone else basically mm-hmm. or if you yeah, even if that, you do um... take it to another level just to please someone else you're you'll never be pleasing yourself because you're not staying true to whatever you believe or think yeah, yeah, I, I think that that that's um that's the that's the transition that like social media platforms in general are going to is their people are are less likely or not less likely but they're less interested in kind of like the flashy I'm gonna appease everyone style of social media that it was back in like the early two thousands. Uh, what because we can see that shit. We know when when companies are being fake and just pandering or when like social influencers or whatever the fuck is going on now when they're you know like obviously just going for the clicks and going for the likes and engagement and stuff like that you can tell when someone's trying to work the algorithm um but what people are are more so turning to as far as interests go is authenticity um which is why i was just going through a few of my past podcasts and i'm like dude you're just kind of regurgitating uh like lectures and shit that you have heard um and yes it's important information and i think it's so amazing the things that i've learned through you know the the widespread of of knowledge and information that's out there and i want to i would like to share it if anything with myself later on but you can tell that it's almost in in a sense not being as genuine um, so I, I think that that's, that's the key when, it, when you talk about starting a podcast or going into podcasting is if you are a genuine human, that's what people are interested in. And no matter how long you do it or whatever it takes, there's going to be someone out there who can relate with you and maybe you can relate with them as well. Um, you know, it's, 
it's it's the next form of mass communication i would say and maybe i'm just overthinking the whole fucking thing well i you know i'll i'll, I'll maybe real, i've I have people that like, especially uh, there's a YouTube creator. I won't, I won't mention the name because I'm not going to put him on blast because he has great content. But I watch him a lot less than I used to because just simply his titles and his his pictures mm-hmm. on his on his his cover photos and stuff have become super clickbaity, and I cannot stand stuff like that. Like I'm going to click on your mm-hmm. video to find out, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and the title is what attracted me to that. But if I click on it and it's not even close to what your title is, then I'm I'm not going to watch it. And it, it, it that's you know, I think a lot of people are turning to that. Yeah, I mean, but this next generation of internet users is going to be really interesting, and I think it's definitely going to be geared towards authenticity because we've had years and years of fake shit, and everyone's questioning everything yep. now. I mean, you're not wrong. I, uh, I actually, two, um, what do you call it? Two web, uh, streamers or not streamers, but YouTube individuals, uh, that I watched as a kid, man, I'm saying, oh, uh, like Ariana Grande does. Um, <laughs> the, the, the YouTube communities that I used to follow, the, there was two of them. And I followed them from middle school, like when they were just like in an office and now they've moved on to wealthy or, you know, it's been 10, 15 years down the road. Their content's completely changed from when they were younger. But until it was about 2018, they stayed very unique and authentic to themselves. And then in like Mm -hmm. 2000, like... 2017 2018 when the twitch streamer and video game streaming took off and now it's like it's all tv it's they have their own award shows all that crap when all that happened they piggybacked and they started changing their their thumbnails their titles they started almost they almost look like they were turning from making the content that they've made for their viewers that have been loyal for over a decade it was like they took a hard left turn just to try to new mm-hmm. younger people these young kids that are donating their parents money to the to streamers and, and they turned it so their content's similar but like they used to just be open open world with their mouths like cursing they didn't give a crap there was no ads they did their thing and that's why I liked it because it was like me and my boys when we play you know, it's it's yeah. not playing mm-hmm. a church. They, they've censored right. themselves. They, they, on top of censoring themselves, they, they cherry-pick their video games now. They used to play some gory video games. And, like, they would do the craziest things with each other. And now it's like, hey, it's Gmod episode 714. Guess what we're doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't say. Thanks. And, like, they hired all these people to... Don't get me wrong. I don't care about how... Oh, that's another thing after this, bird brains. So, I don't care about how they want the world to be acceptable. Like, oh, we we love all the races. We appease everybody. This, that, the other thing. I don't give a shit. So, what I didn't like is they started picking new people from the internet and pulling them in with them to fit these ethnic profiles they were missing. 
and it's butchered their content because now these other people play completely differently. They only work well with certain people because of all their shim sham and cry zones and stuff, and it's just killing for me. And it sucks because I used to look up to these people. So I I, I get that how it's like the authenticity is going to really strive because this mainstream bandwagon everyone is just jumping on and riding to the riches right now is going to die and crash so fast I I, I agree with that because eventually someone will go you know what being pandered to and included just you know for whatever reason because I'm this or that or I'm whatever you know put whatever label there you want to put someone eventually is going to say I don't enjoy being pandered to just because you know, just because of this or that, and I'm, yeah. I'm surprised yeah, it's, it's a thing it's, now. I, you know, I it's insulting, hate, really. To hate pandering. So here is oh, it's it's the craziest thing. Let me let yeah. me throw a serious topic in here, and this is something. This is one of those things I'm saying I'm very passionate about. And I want to hear what you guys are about. So you noticed, yeah, yeah. you noticed the advertising markets have strongly left turn because of the liberal train of cancer. Or cancel culture stuff, right? I thought you had it right the first time. Have you guys noticed? (laughs) Yeah, it is cancer culture. But um, (laughs) have you guys noticed? I had to like rethink what I said. But um, have you guys noticed that like ninety percent of ads that involve a man and a woman, it's a white girl and a black guy. Have you noticed that? <laughs> but, but wait, I'm, I'm not making it sound like it's a race thing. Like, have you noticed it? Though? And then I'll get it. I'll get to it right afterwards. Have you noticed it? Oh, it's. E- I'll get to the race thing it's later. Ev- it's everywhere, though. Like, so look at the populations and look at the differences. The way the United States is painting its advertisements is that we are just a hundred percent mixed race couples there is no couples that are the same race (laughs) and it's like they're trying to show the world that we're like the most calm docile accepting culture there is when really there's not a lot of that like me myself my current girlfriend she's puerto rican i'm in an interracial relationship right now and it's the first one i've ever been in can you believe that yeah it's oh my god it's fun so um (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm like backstabbing uh, my, my own theory here. My wife's half but, Puerto Rican. Oh, dude, Puerto Ricans are fucking so, great. Oh so, man, dude, Puerto Ricans. Fuck oh me yeah, up. they're they're wonderful. My my kryptonite was a Cuban though. So yeah, but she was like that white Same Cuban, so I didn't really. count it. But um, <laughs> so so backtracking, backtracking. It's insane to me how they make it make this picture how like our general advertisement shows that everyone's 100% okay with this this is what the media puts out this is what we are but I go out with my girlfriend I'm not even black she's not black I'm white she's Spanish okay we get looked at by black people by white people and by other Spanish people like we are fucking atrocities and it makes no sense to me. really yeah, because you know it, it, it like I went to IHOP all right, and we're eating dinner, or we're eating like breakfast, lunch, or whatever. We're eating, right? And I, I, out of the corner of my eye, I see this older woman, and she was an older African American woman, and she is just deadlocked on me. Like, did not like she put her food down and everything, deadlocked, staring at me. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? 
So then, like, her husband comes out of the bathroom, and she, like, taps him and then points at me when I'm looking at her. And then this, this, that her husband turns and looks at me, and then he just instantaneously gets, like, like, angry. And I'm sitting there, and I tell my girl, I'm like, hey, so um, we're getting stared down right now, just so you know. So if I get up and I say, let's go, let's just go. And she's like, okay, who's staring? And I'm like, it's just this couple over there in the corner. So it got to the point where they called their waitress over and asked the waitress for her and I to be moved because they didn't want to see us. Jeez. So when the waitress came over, because we had just sat down, like we had our menus and everything. And she came over and she was like, hey, can I like kind of say something? Because I don't want these people to freak out. And I'm like, what's the matter? Because I saw this woman go and talk to this, this group, these two people. So I'm like, what's the matter? And she goes, they... Can, can I move you to a different part in the restaurant? I'm like, yeah, sure. Put me right next to them. <laughs> so she, she was like, no, that's going to start a fight. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So my girl's like, just stop. We're going to go over here. So we go over there. I get up to go to the bathroom. They're sitting right by the bathroom. So I get up, I go over there, and I, I go to the table. And I'm like, is there an issue? And she's like, I don't like how you boys talk to dark women. And I'm like, what the fuck came out your mouth? And I said it just like that, loud as fuck in the middle of an eye. And her husband's like, don't talk to her like that. And I'm like, you guys are racist as fuck. And then I turned and I walked away. And I mean, I got a free meal from IHOP for it, but <laughs> long story. The whole, the whole reason I'm saying is... If people are like that, why the fuck is the media still trying to push this interracial bullshit? Because obviously no one is watching it, and the message they're trying to send obviously isn't going to anyone. Because it happens to me all the time. It's wild. And I'm not, like I said, neither of us are African American in any way. Like, it makes no sense to me. So it's like, why are the big techs pushing that idea? Because, obviously, it's a stupid fucking thing to do when no one gives a shit about it. I mean, it blows my mind. Like, I, I, go, to, I go to McDonald's, and if I order food and she's in the car and they, like, see her legs if she's wearing shorts, like, I get slower service. At McDonald's. Like, what kind of statement are you going to make at McDonald's? But, either way, so, that was my, that was my rant. Nathan, you want to take this oh, one? Oh, absolutely. No, I was hoping you'd ask me because I have that something that... Yes, sir. Look, I have I have no issues with any race, color, religion, whatever you want to call it, any belief system, being on any commercials, any TV, any radio show, any movie, anything. If it adds something to whatever it is you're consuming, by all means do it. Everyone should be given a chance to do what they want to do if they have the talent for it but the reason why the reason mm-hmm. why they push that so much even though it's not true is because I, I can witness to this myself because I, I had one of my employees at my old store tell me this a few weeks ago because we're somebody told a it wasn't really a racist joke but somebody made a comment about you know jokingly made a comment about another race at the store and uh, 
actually it was made about me it was a joke made about a white person and i was like that's racist and this 17 year old girl in high school looks at me and was like no it's not and i was like what do you mean she just said such and such because i'm white she said you can't be racist against white people Um, it's because they they put all that out there as if all this stuff is mixed because you can only be and this girl literally said this to me you can only be racist or any put word in front of ist against minorities so those people looking at you those people looking at you that way is normal because you can't do that against someone that's not a minority according to today's standards quote unquote air quotes whatever you want to say there you can also it's also the media too like the media pushes that white people can't be right can't have any issues they're fucking perfect oh no i completely agree with you on that and but that's 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 my take on why why it's pushed that way and that seems like the norm but it's almost the exact opposite you know, in reality, because that's okay to do if they're looking at a non-minority. It's okay to treat them that way. But if you're a non-minority and treat a minority that way, it's not okay. That's, it's a, it's a double standard, just, just like, you know, 90% of the things that we deal with these days. Yeah, to counter that, I live in Georgia. And at my job, there are maybe 10 white individuals out of a factory with over 130 employees. I'm the minority. I live in a town where, like, my building, I'm, like, the only white person other than my roommate. I'm a minority in this city. So all the, all the restaurants, all the stores, all the everything, I'm always, like, one of the only people of my skin color in there, which makes me the minority if you look at the in my county if you look at the ratio and the census of of who lives in this county the only thing lower than me is like asian and pacific islander and stuff like that that's always on the bottom unless you go out west but there's the problem is that mm -hmm. doesn't get that doesn't count because as a whole it's, it's looked at as a whole and you can't it's just just i mean even in the court system and everything else there is a blanket a blanket oh, what's the word i'm looking for there is a blanket standard put on almost everything nowadays and it, it that standard answers or affects everything else and it's looked looked at that on everything it ha- that that goes for minorities races religions goes for court cases anything there's a blanket standard handle an individual case or an individual area or an individual town or an individual job like my high school was I, there was like it was like 90 percent hispanic like two percent black and eight percent white like we i didn't have any issues but you know i wasn't considered the you know, one of the minorities by being one of the, you know, few white kids at the school because it doesn't work that way. It's, you know, I won't say it should or shouldn't. I'm just saying it, it's not considered that way. It's looked at as a whole. And based on that hole in that blanket that's put over everything, that's 
that's the lens that people look through. Okay, yeah, I I, I agree. I do agree with that. There is there is a crooked standard right now, and you remember um, if you guys are pretty good at American history, which I believe you both are, when they had to go and break up all the big monopolies, all the big techs, because they all mer- too powerful and they were controlling the economy. They were controlling everything. They were even influencing the government. Stepped in, you know, broke them all apart. We're getting at that point again with social media because they don't fall under that blanket. So Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, you know, all that big Google, all those, they don't fall under that bracket. They they need to adjust it and break these companies down, this power hold they have, because those companies control absolutely everything we see, everything we do. I mean, they tap our phones. Like everyone just does read terms and like all my social media like on Facebook right I, I deleted this off my phone believe it or not I don't get targeted ads anymore when I'm scrolling on, on Google or if I'm playing an iPhone or an apps I do not get any targeted ads anymore like the ads are like I get ads and stuff because I'm not being data mined so yep it it is nuts how deep these people get in like the only way you can physically like not be tracked on your phone is if you take the battery out so they're making phones that you can't take the battery out so they can always watch you and call me a conspiracy theorist but until these companies get broken up this view of this of the racism and how people are being dealt with and how the world is just taking a strong left turn it's not going to stop until these companies are shut down because they are getting too powerful for their own good it's like like the, the last time it happened it was the oil industry the steel industry and the coal industry they those were the big ones controlling everything people like uh Rockefeller and all them and Rockefeller is like the father of modern medicine because he totally annexed any kind of medicine prior and would like get people's licenses suspended and people arrested there's countless documents of it they're just they're doing it again but it's our time it's our lifetime it's happening now so i i'm not running the podcast but i would definitely like to make a request to hear what Nate thinks since i've got like 9% battery before my phone drops <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i had to go get my charger Oh, well, I can't use headphone. I can't use headphones and use a, a charger lot, at the yo. same time because you know design flaws. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, that was a lot. Uh, I might work backwards on this. Hit hit me with it. Um. No. Okay. So, first thing was the interracial. Um, Uh, advertising, I guess yeah. you could say, right? Personally, I definitely have noticed more uh, interracial advertising. Um, it like it's not something that I've noticed where I'm like, oh, look at that. But like now that you mention it, I have noticed it, and I, I think that definitely ties into um, the the 
the data mining style of social media companies and and search engines like Google and Facebook and and things like that. Um, as far as the big like connecting narrative that kind of says all these things are connected, yes, I think they're connected. I think it's for a different reason though. Um, I think that around in the Obama era, we had an uptick in. Um, I guess you could say awareness or acceptability of pointing out and mentioning all of these um, collectivist ideas where like everyone is a part of this group um, and you are a part of your 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 social group and sure you can be a part of multiple social groups but like di- your advertising and your thought process and the way you act in the world is tied to that um that identity group i think what happened is during that that the obama era where this became a more popularized idea and people started accepting these kind of ideas um we saw that companies looked at trending threads such as hashtags and said oh this is popular now we're going to targeted target ads to these people and it seems to be widespread so maybe more people are interested in the stuff than are actually talking about it because that that tends to happen when you when you're in advertising so i think they just started accepting this idea as more of just a way to advertise to people um and it just became kind of a a a, a snowball effect where they were already so deep into it and if they were expected to now follow every social movement that gains attention um and to to kind of follow that train of of process so that they can just keep the engine moving um otherwise they would have to go against what the uh, go against the the i guess you could say the narrative of what is expected right and and potentially lose money if they went against that um as far as fuck where else did we go in that conversation holy shit <laughs> it was uh it was um, pretty steep yeah that that was that was a, a thing uh monopolies um <laughs> we touched on monopolies uh as far as the monopoly thing i don't think breaking up these companies would do anything um because you you at this point you have not just the social media companies but you have the media companies as well such as CNN um even Fox News uh MSNBC the kind of the the in uh uh heritage media the 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 TV media that has been on fucking forever right where they're they've gained a reputation of being trustful and so you can just take what they say without you know looking into it really um and so you have those fuck i lost it damn i was on a run <laughs> uh the wine's catching up with the wine's catching up with me y'all well i mean uh, even if you break those things up like something like something's going to jump up and take its place yes okay yeah no it, it there's always, because they're so already in uh, like in in the system and it's gone through and infected i would say personally um the 
the colleges is where a lot of this starts. At, I'm, I'm I in agreement with least. that. Um, where, uh, yeah, we're, like we're very fuck. We, we are, everyone, everyone's in college, and mm-hmm, everyone's in college, right? Like it's not uncommon to find someone with a bachelor's or an associate's degree, and I'm not faulting them for going to college, not at all. Um, the issue is where it comes to we have educators that are specifically pushing pers- uh, personal political and economic narratives that they believe to be true instead of allowing college to be a completely free and open place of discussion. That's why you see um, a lot of colleges, Berkeley, for example, um, you know, banning certain speakers for uh for uh, dangerous and harmful speech. I mean, that's, that's, that's fucked at, you know, to, to put it in the simplest terms. I mean, it's the, the only way that a free society can move through time, right? Is if everyone has a way to speak their idea, no matter how shitty it is, because you fight bad ideas with good ideas. And then those two ideas have a fucking fist, you know, fisticuffs match. And whoever has the strongest point, who has less fallacies, who has, who has less holes in them, um, will prevail. And I thought we had that, that, that battle, that ideological battle during World War II, when we saw crazy atrocities. I'm I'm listening to this book. Uh, I'm listening to this audiobook right now called The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He was um, he was a writer and uh, an artist, uh, you know, in 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 the truest sense of the world. He was genius, um, and he he wrote he wrote stories, but they 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 weren't like fantasy kind of. Oh, here's the hero's journey over and over again. It was about you know the moralities of life and what what things mean and why things are important it touched on really really cool stuff um his books uh him and uh, uh Fedor Dostoevsky he was around that same time as well but Alexander Solzhenitsyn um spent time in in the Soviet gulags right as as a political prisoner prisoner so someone who went against the government or the the ideological frame of the time um and was jailed and seen terrible terrible things like the book itself the audiobook is 24 hours fucking long and it's dense with just the the most terrible things you can imagine and it all happened less than 100 years ago and already we're getting back to this idea of of you know the the to sum it all up the 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 communist and socialist ideas that killed millions in the 20, 20th century and we we got back here again is the craziest thing to me is that we're we're already separating people by identity groups we're trying to ban speech we're trying to ban uh ways for individuals to defend themselves um we're growing government and using government to enforce laws that have no victim that are not hurting anyone i mean just just look at look at fucking the drug war is a good good example of that right you know you got i mean you're using the threat of government violence to break into someone's house take them from their family and lock them in a cage right every single law 
has those elements to it, right? No matter what law you make, there's someone with a man, there's a man or a woman with a gun willing to, to break in your house, take you from your family, doesn't matter if it's in front of your kids or not, lock you in a cage and treat you like shit, right? For the rest of your life, or for the rest of your life, like behind every law and people are encouraging government to make more laws and to expand their powers and quite frankly uh, we mentioned the founders in this whole kind of discussion here the founders would be rolling in their graves because the idea of federalism is to bring everything as local as possible because some dude in washington has no idea what your life is has no idea what you need to do for your family to put food on the table to pay rent to advance in your job, why does some dude in, in Washington, D.C. have the the authority or, know, or knowledge or experience to know what's best for you and your family? You should be handling that within your, your family unit, within your community, within your local government. That was the idea of federalism, and we have handed every single power to the executive branch. I mean, the president is basically a fucking... Uh, uh, a king, an, an elected king that we elect every four years. We elect the king, and he he hands down edicts in the form of executive orders. He determines policy. He he deals with economics. Like that's none of the president's job. If you read the Constitution, he's supposed to sign bills that he thinks are constitutional. He's supposed to oversee the military and um, and execute laws and um, enforce laws that are that are on the federal level which should only be really the bill of rights right for and then the states basically handle everything else i don't give a fuck if it's uh, substances weapon laws exotic animals drug laws fucking abortion that's 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 up to the states that has nothing to do with the federal government congress handles trade they handle fucking economics they handle healthcare, which isn't even a part of the fucking federal idea anyway that should be a state state thing as well but we've just handed all these all these powers to the executive branch i think that whole kind of timeline of bullshit is is why we have these i would say and i don't know how it was in the 60s during uh, the jim crow riots and stuff like that but as far as i know this is the this is a one of the tensest times in american history short of the civil war because of all these things coming together um, because government and has gone has been embedded with corporations because the people have lost the power to rein in the government and to oversee the government as it was intended that was that's that's a bit of my rant Whew. i mean i agree with some of the things you said but you know, an executive order, like, yeah, they get that. And it can only be active for a set amount of days before Congress will return it. So it's like a temporary mm-hmm. power they've been given. And I could see how someone could use that and abuse that that power. But I don't see that as being one of the reasons why we are in the predicament we're in right now. I wouldn't give that much credit to that. I'm not saying it's it's all. I'm not saying it's all the executive order in itself, but we've handed so many powers that are meant for Congress to the executive branch. And as as far as like bringing down laws like their edicts, 
thinking about it, it's more so the agencies, you know, the EPA, the FDA, the fucking FFA, right? All those agencies that are under the executive branch, they just write down regulations and pass and and essentially makes laws in the in the form of regu- regulations um, to just do what everything without uh, without votes, without um, citizen approval or input and without oversight from Congress. That I, I think it's more so that than the executive order. Um, I just use oh, the executive okay. order as, as an example. Yeah, I could I could get behind that. I could agree with that statement. But that still leaves me at the uh, another person died in the football stadium. I don't understand. I, what, what are you, well, I don't know what they're what fucking the fuck doing. It's not on? even Sunday. They shouldn't be there. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I have to get rid of all my police stations, uh, like, you know, Minneapolis, uh, because to unlock the courthouse, the crime rate in my city has to be over 50%. So all I see now are just a bunch of people getting robbed. So, so I got, yeah, I got about 6% left. So <laughs> just let me comment on something. Some of the stuff Nate said, like, I'm, well, I, yeah, yeah, pretty much basically in complete agreement with you on all of that like i think i think what tyler's getting at and what you know i i think it connects to what tyler's trying to say and what tyler's getting at but i think it's more than just i think we've handed all this power to the to you know the higher government whatever you want to call it and then we have failed to educate ourselves as generations go on about how all of that should be what it was set out to be, what it is now, and how it all works. So, when the executive branch passes down a law, a regulation, the executive order, whatever, I think most of our country is like, okay, fine, that's you know, it's another rule I have to obey because I don't know how to fight it or I don't know how to go against it without mm-hmm. breaking the law and going to jail. Like, and and that's. Yeah, the, yeah, the, but I don't. The First think Amendment that, is how you. Do I don't that. think that people realize that, and I don't think that people understand that. Like, and I think I think that's why we have like the riots and mm-hmm. stuff like no, that. No, absolutely. You have every right, you know, free speech, protest all you want, and all that stuff. But I, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do any of that. And my thing is, I don't think that the majority of of our citizens know the right or the wrong way to do it and that's why it, it that's why it keeps growing and getting stronger and it's easier to you know mm-hmm. accept it's easier to close your eyes and go about your day and about your life and accept whatever's passed down to you from quote unquote king as you said like because it's you know we're the un, uneducated peasants you know we feel like the a lot of people feel like the you know, the people in government mm-hmm. are so far above us yeah. and so you know so much more educated and like in all reality even if they've got all those credentials and all these pap- papers and say how smart they are and degrees and all this are they really and like you said how do they know what we're going through in our daily lives to put food on our table they don't not not in all reality and it, it's a blanket it's a blanket mm-hmm. fix to all these any problems that we have you know you brought up medicare that's just a blanket fix you know it's a blanket fix to the issue of people not being able to pay hospital bills or 
do this or get this kind of treatment or that. It's a, it's them saying, well, this is how we're going to fix it and you're going to abide by it. And I, I just don't think that we're, edu- I don't mm-hmm. think that I keep saying we, yeah, but no, I don't think a lot of us, and I include myself in that because I know I'm not as educated as I should be, but I don't think we are, most of us are educated enough to understand what to do about that or understand, you know, the rights that we have to try to yeah. oppose those things. It, it, it all it all comes down to the education. I mean, and we have videos now where, like, you know, elementary and middle school teachers are blatantly saying, you know, on camera to their friends and bragging about it on social media that, like, they don't follow the the curriculum. They, they teach kids this um, this idea of, of of I'm trying to word this correctly um, or or accurately more so, but they're they're te- they're more so teaching their kids not the curriculum but more so about social justice and more like culture war um, you know talking points than actually. Um, giving them education. I mean, fuck, most kids don't even go through school without knowing how to balance a checkbook, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, I never got taught how to do taxes or anything like that. That's real shit that I need to know. And then, as far as your culture, that that should be determined by your surroundings and your neighborhood, your family teachings, stuff like that. And of course, obviously, some some cultural ideas are far superior than others. Um, but to just use that in like public school systems that this is the way to think uh, which I think is part of just one of those agencies the, um, the, 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 the educational department of the federal government that's just one of those departments and agencies that was created that is just choosing what people believe and if anything, a lot of people, I know uh, the family that I grew up with and is particular to this, they literally think the only way to get an education or the only way to do anything is through the government agencies. Uh, you know, like the only way to really get food is if you go through the food stamp program. If you're out of a job, you don't deal with it and go really try hard, make a business, go cut fucking grass, anything like that. No, you just apply for unemployment and then you get that money, right? You get that that government assistance. And I think the idea of government assistance comes from a good place. I think it's it's the idea of it makes sense to me. But the application has been has instead um, taken the place of of the the parent figure for a lot of homes. Um, you know, we, we got, uh, for example, the single motherhood rate, right? That has skyrocketed, and and that that is directly tied to things like um, like your 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 socio socioeconomic status, right? Which would mean that you you would have you would have finished high school, you didn't have kids before you were married, and you have a job, right? Those are the three things that really determine where you're going to end up in in the American society. Um, and we have government taking the place of the father, the, the parent role, right? So dads can literally go get someone pregnant and bounce and the government will pay the tab. It doesn't hold, it doesn't hold them responsible at all. Sure. You can fight for them for, 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 uh, what's it called? Um, child support. Uh, but 
what's stopping them from just getting into trouble like they probably would anyway um you know my dad was a great example of this get themselves into trouble so that they can go into jail and now you don't have to pay child support and you're hanging out with your fucking bros you know sure you're in jail and it fucking sucks but you don't have to pay for child support you weren't on the streets sleeping on a fucking you know underneath a bench because they put homeless bars in front of them like you you weren't having to deal with all the shit you weren't getting your shit robbed right and you don't have to pay fucking child support so like the the idea of the government taking the place of of those aspects of society um you know leaves people thinking that you don't need to have a community you don't need to have a family structure because the government will always be there and ultimately i think that's one of the core issues of the single motherhood rate skyrocketing not only for minorities but it's also um uh, skyrocketed for uh uh the 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 white community, I guess we're called, I don't fucking know, I guess I'm mixed, but, um, you know, it's, it's across the board, I mean, if you look at the single motherhood rates pre, um, pre-60s, right, versus now, it's crazy, they, it, it went down, like, damn near, uh, uh, what's it, 40, 30 percent, uh, we're, what's, I, I think, and I'm, I'm fucking half drunk right now, but the single motherhood rate before 1960 was around like 70, 80 percent. After the after they enacted um, a bunch of these social welfare pro- uh, policies, the single motherhood rate plummeted to I think it's like what 40, 30 percent now. I mean, it's I I think after this amount of time, it's not just coincidence. There's there's a there's a correlation or there's a causation to the correlation there. Um, but government's fix for everything is to just toss more money into it. And that's that's why the founders wanted the American, maybe not that specific reason, but that idea that the government will always go out of control. That's why the founders wanted the American people to constantly limit government. Well, the thing is, it's supposed to be, I agree with, you know, with what you said about government assistance is a great thing, but that's the thing. It's supposed to be government assistance, not government sugar daddy. It's not supposed to take care of you for your entire life it's supposed to be assistance if some crap happens to you and you're down for a little while it's supposed to assist you to get back on your feet so you can sustain yourself not so you can sit and live off of it and i understand you know every situation is different i I, you know i get all that but i've known people myself that i know have every ability to get off of what they're on but they're like why would i work harder when i can just get paid Mm mm-hmm literally when, when you when you grow up in, in in a community like a poor community you see people doing it your entire life you see people cheating the system because that and it's it's i don't think it's out of malice is the thing i don't i think it's out of ignorance in the truest sense of the word word not in a not in a derogatory sense like it's just they people don't know my mom damn near broke down when we lost food stamps because they were making money we bought a house in a suburb in a nice neighborhood right next to a fucking school and we lost food stamps because you know my stepfather he was working 60 fucking hours a week no lie he'd get up in the middle of the fucking night and not come home until late that night he was making money and i thank him for i thank him for that my stepfather right um but my mom she told me she was like listen we aren't we don't have food stamps anymore i don't know what to do 
she just didn't know and it breaks my fucking heart because so many people are getting getting pushed into this and they're the opportunities to get better are all there but there's this narrative like we mentioned in the very beginning and um in the very beginning right that de- depending on yeah. what race you are determines everything about your life right it's it's the narrative telling oh man this shit breaks my heart dude the narrative is telling people like uh in particular in particular uh uh african americans in, in the u.s the narrative is telling people you cannot make it unless you get help you do not have the ability to do it unless you have help you uh, um uh what's it called the affirmative action where where kids were chosen to go to these top tier universities without having the test scores right how any any minority in that school how do they know whether they got there because they worked hard they did activities they they did community service and all this shit right how do they know that they got there because of all those things and they they did everything right did they do it because of that or did they do it because they were that shit breaks my fucking heart dude because like there's so much potential in, in humanity everywhere. And, and America has been produced so many amazing people. But we we just have this cult this culture that's just popped up out of nowhere, literally pushing people down. It's fucked. Oh, no, you're I you're good. To, I didn't mean to take uh, over that. I'm gonna way. jump in Sorry. before the other before Nathan and go. Oh. So mm-hmm. you better hurry, I got one percent. Yeah, Tyler. Okay, so single mothers, single mothers, uh, look at how they have to oh, dress shit. now. Look at how they advertise for girls to act, how they're supposed to. He dropped. Oh, I can't hear shit. Can you Tyler. hear me? Oof. I think he uh, dropped. Can you guys hear me? I yeah, hear I can now. hear you. No, I don't know what the fuck yeah, happened. Yeah, but oh, it's there talking we go. about like uh, I'm talking about how they they've changed the way they want little kids to like dress, and they they made the the Netflix series called Cuties. You know, they're like, hey, sexualize your kids. So now all these girls are dressing like tramps and mm-hmm. all these dumb guys, and they're not being taught the proper education about sexual stuff because it's not proper for the kids so now instead of giving the kids an idea we're just hardballing them so they're gonna pop out babies you're gonna have tons of very young marriages and you're gonna have all that kind of stuff and it's just gonna populate Mm -hmm. until people get their foots out of their ass and realize that kids need to learn about that stuff otherwise what we have going on right now is skyrocketing single mothers all that stuff is gonna keep going it's not gonna stop so that that's a that's a big topic but i would like to get into yeah that no i'm some, totally about that one that's another big one because i hate that stuff the other one is living off the system mm-hmm. people do live off the system and the problem with living off the system is it's so easy to like you said and like i agree everyone. with you they make it where they're like hey instead of instead of pursuing a good life you can just do this instead we'll help you till you get there and then when you do start to like bite off the government they hook you and you're stuck and so i went to college to touch base on something else you said i went to college i was like hey you go to college that's the way you're gonna get a good job i bought into that so i went into nursing school mm-hmm. oh yeah in, in the yeah. in the 80s so that was i went true. into nursing in the 80s school. that was true 
got the LPN, practice as an LPN. I was making what I thought was good money. Now I've moved, I've jumped fields, and I work in a factory. Okay, I'm now a supervisor in a factory. I'm making fucking thirty thousand plus more dollars a year doing this, and this requires no college education, no nothing. I have better benefits. I have a more understanding job, less strict,、uh, mm-hmm. less pressing matters on my shoulders. I don't have to deal with all the extra bullshit, and it required no school. Like I, if I would have jumped on this train、mm-hmm. out of high school and gone right to the factory and done this kind of stuff I'm doing now, I would have been, I would be in a way better position than I am now. Like the hours aren't as bad. On top of the hours not being as bad, I work with. People who are actually mentally with me, like when I worked in the hospital, I worked with nothing but women. Not saying that was a bad thing. I had a lot of fun, but when it came to just one, I wasn't happy at work. <laughs> but I had that idea in my head, where like this is college, you know.、Uh, I went to college for this. This is how I make it. This is how my life has to be. This is what I was told to do. This is what needs to be done. And now every single day I cut a paycheck from this job, I look back at. I look back at myself and I'm like, damn, I got played. Because, I mean, I got lucky. I was a smart kid. I mean, I I、yeah. I missed I missed 82 days in my senior year, but I graduated with a 4.3. Like I was on top of my schoolwork. I just get it done and say fuck school and leave it. So, that being said, it's、yeah. like it's like how the world. Would they push me? Why would they push me to do that? Like, if if I was like like my cousin Sean, he's going for his doctorate right now to in administrative education. So he's like seventy thousand dollars in debt right now. Right now, he's not. He just got his master's. He just got his master's. He's on. He's working、That's、on the、cheap. doctorate right now. Right. By the time he's done, he's going to be almost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. It's going to double it just getting his doctorate. <laughs> I make currently now forty five thousand more dollars a year than my cousin does、yep. with a master's degree in education, working for the state. He's not even working at schools anymore. He's in the state,、mm-hmm. and I make that much more. With I, I work with people who have gone、yep. to prison for like armed robbery and shit like that. Like those are my coworkers, and these people who society would paint a picture、yep. like you don't want to be these individuals. They're over here. They're buying brand new cars. They got a nice house. They got a family. They got everything they need. But if that person goes to like bring your parent to work day, that teacher is going to make sure to tell you that's not what you want to do. His job's bad. So it's 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 annoying at that fact. Like I get highly、mm-hmm. annoyed with it. Like I am a straight up blue collar worker. So. A lot of my own views on my own life have strongly changed politically and everything due to my new workforce, work career. So I pay, yeah, I pay like forty-three percent or something of like every paycheck to taxes, in state tax, Fed tax, OSHA, you know, all that nonsense. Ooh. So taxes are a huge fear for me because I'm already losing half my fucking check. If I work over 15 hours of overtime, I pay out like 60% of my check. Okay, it's not nice. It's not fun. I don't like it.、Mm-hmm. Now, 
the problem with this nation is most of us most of the country has pushed out all the factories you know like tax them and they go overseas so we lose a lot of that money there's not that many factories mm-hmm. left here and that's how the country makes its money in itself we produce and we export we sell we sell within ourselves so if they're going to be raising taxes and stuff like that it's going to make people like me have to live off the system and then if there's a lot of manufacturing positions but if they keep pushing us and we're all mooching off the system the system's going to collapse because people like me are the ones feeding the people who live off the system we're the ones that pay for their food stamps we're the ones that pay for them to mooch mm-hmm. and just sit at home and get all the nice things when i have to debate whether or not my dog needs to eat or i need to eat and now i cut a pretty check i'm not financially hurting at all i cut a nice check i'm happy where i'm at but if i wasn't having to pay for all these people living off the government every single check i could have myself like a six bedroom fucking $350,000 home right now with a bunch of land easily but i got to pay so much for people who live off the system mm. that it's it's highly aggravating so when i see those people who just kick their feet up and just kind of let it come in I get pissed. I don't go and attack them. I don't go judge them for it, but it's fucking bullshit because I have to struggle so they can do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I grew up poor. I mean, I didn't grow up yeah. rich house. Um, I grew up I grew up very poor. There we go. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not What? Oh yeah. Um Nate Yeah, I, uh, I don't know no, how I'm still here. I was wondering if here. he was still here. He was at one percent. Holy shit! On his phone. Okay. Um, would any closing remarks, sir, before you leave us? Um, really, it's we're 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 at the one one hour mark, and also it's like almost ten o'clock. I gotta get up in a few hours, so well, let me drop. We can this, start wrapping I, this up. I agree with Nate most there. of what Tyler said, and. It just goes back to what I said. It's government yeah. assistance is supposed to help you in a time of crisis. It's not you're not supposed to live off of it. That's not what it's designed for. But you know, it, it frustrates people that work hard for it because that's right. what we pay for. And I mean, this this I love talking about this stuff because I have so much to say about all this stuff. I wish I had time, uh, but I'm gonna drop a couple shameless plugs. I've got a Facebook page called Quad D20. Uh, that I'm working on some stuff on should have hopefully content soon and then I've actually got a podcast that I'm working on through Anchor Dimension 119 um I don't have any content I've got the page up but I don't have any content yet but that's coming down the pipeline as well if anybody wants to check that out It's a it's a nod Dimension to a TV show like that, that hopefully people will get uh if they're fans of it <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to drop out for my phone die so I'll catch nice. you guys later. Sweet. Yep, have a good one. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later, man. See you later. But um my ending so, remarks would Tyler, be ending remarks? let me know if you ever want me to come on your podcast again cuz I don't mind doing this. Um if you if you happen to get any kind of yeah, feedback on 
what I've said, what I've done from anyone who happens to look at your stuff, uh, let me know because I'd be interested because I don't have anything to name drop. Mm -hmm. I don't. But, I mean, that could change in the future if people enjoy hearing me talk your ear off. Oh, yeah, man. No, you're you're definitely always welcome. Right? Yeah, like everyone in, in our little group chat, really. Um, I'd love to. I mean, I I guess Derek's okay. I guess well, he can yeah, be I on think the that, podcast. That would be but... one where you, you would want. Uh, I I think if we were to uh, bring him into it, that we should do a podcast. And this isn't me just trying to boast my own balls here, but I think it would have to be you, me, or you, him, and I. Um. Because in that in that whole D and D group, he's the most comfortable talking with you and yeah. I, so he could probably get the feel of it here. Um, Adam, Adam, and I have a lot of deep exactly, and intellectual yeah. conversations, and you'd be surprised. He's actually a real good person to take some bites out of because he's got a whole swing of views on it, similar to what the other Nathan has with um, kids and all that. Off and his strong military background, it actually is fun to pick at his brain uh-huh. with some things, and I actually do it from time to time. Because him and I, yeah, yeah, him and I talk about like an right. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would definitely like to talk to him. Um, he was cool as shit. I've only met him a couple times, uh, but yeah, no, I like him, and I, de- I definitely think you and him, yeah, and, like if you, want you know, to getting together with, with, with me, that I think that'd be pretty cool to comment and talk with. Um, that could be a that could be a good working point right there. Because uh, mm-hmm. him and I, you know, we're as close and good friends as we are. We actually butt heads on a lot of things. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Oh yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely do this more often. This is the kind of stuff that I that I needed. To kind of get me into the flow, um, I need I need another person is what I've decided. I've tried a few like podcasts where I'm like monologuing, and it's just hard to get fucking what's in here out in, in such a in, in a, a more palatable way. Also, I guess wine and weed helps, so that might be another avenue as well. Uh, yeah, an update uh, on my. Uh, yeah, no, dude. We'll lastly, this will just be for personal reasons. This isn't ended. I don't really care about anybody else, but uh, my current mm-hmm. drinking situation is still doing very well. I'm still very in control. Um, it hasn't escalated. It hasn't de-escalated any. It's it's pretty much plateaued where it's at, and um, it's doing pretty well for me. Good. So that might be something. That might be something I partake in where I'll catch a buzz. Because when I catch a buzz, I get extremely political. Trying to have a political one. That's all current politics, current situations with the government. I'll sit here and I'll get my myself my little glass and we'll uh, we'll get this thing going because I I get extremely (laughs) political. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd love that. Honestly, if you're comfortable with it, I'd like to get you on, um, what's it called? Like kind of talking about your, your issues. Not, I don't want to say issues, uh, but I know you're not, you're not a snowflake also. So like talking about your, your trouble with the drinking, I would love to just 
get this get the story um because honestly there's so many people like alcoholism is such a it's it's a more common thing than than people may notice right because a lot of the times it just seems like you're drinking with friends right and you just hang out with your friends a lot but you you know but so it 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 doesn't register with a lot of people um and i think i mean fuck i come from a family of alcoholics a lot of people do uh so i think maybe getting your story on how you're doing with them and how you overcame everything yeah no i'm more I think than happy be so you beneficial to just a you and i one and we could sit down it's it would have to be a it would have to be a longer episode than 30 minutes yeah it's a lot to talk about but i have because of yeah because of the therapy i went through and everything like oh, that it's absolutely i have yeah. a pretty um it's gonna sound scripted the way i talk about mm-hmm. it but i have a i have a way i i actually go about this because i preach my story a lot to a lot of people yeah at work uh, uh friends from the past uh Mm-hmm. Uh, strangers uh, like I preach my story a lot because my story is it's a huge recovery story it, it, it's a yeah it's a story where you know powerful, there was never man. a moment and you you saw this there was never a moment where I wasn't fucking shit, like shit faced out of my brain or on drugs or Absolutely. and it was constant I was just throwing my freaking life away dude yeah man the I, I think I may have mentioned. Um, I guess that it's cool to just re- reveal this, but I don't think I used your name when I mentioned it. But I think I, I mentioned the first day that I met you, how I did not see you stop drinking from three p.m. No, it was it was it was yeah. like nine ten a.m. to three a.m. <laughs> you did not touch water. You didn't eat a damn thing. You were just oh, taking my beers God. and those fucking magic dragons just straight to the dome piece all fucking day and i was like and it took until about 3 a.m for you to start tipsy turvying and leaning on your fucking yeah and, stick and that's, shit. that's what's like, nuts is like that lifestyle wild. like if i tried that now i would probably black out and pass out by 11 o'clock in the morning but i was able to consume and be and that's the crazy part is is i was functional <laughs> like i could hold conversations I could hold conversations. I could. You were this so. Is, I don't condone this, and I fight people for this now. But I could drink and drive like a fucking pro. It was insane, because I did it every fucking day. Yeah, and like oh, that's that still stresses me out. I can't. I can't have no, two I, beers I, and I, be like, no, I need to chill before I drive. Like, I am so stressed out by the DUI shit. Not even DUI shit, but, like, hurting someone. And that's part of, because I that's didn't part of want to wait an hour or we'll two sit down and talk until about I drove my story. Home. There's a reason. Oh, my God. And, like, I, I'll get into that because there's a reason I was doing stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And, like, when I look back at what my mindset was then, it blows my fucking mind today that I thought like that. So, and I was totally chill with it. Like, I remember I was going mm-hmm. to a job interview, Right. And on my way to the job interview, I popped my trunk because I always kept a bottle of vodka in my trunk. And I fucking like chugged half a bottle of vodka, chewed on a mint, and then went into this job interview. And I was like, yeah, this is normal. I didn't get the job. Well, and that's the thing is because for you, that was normal, though. That's the thing. It made sense to you at the time. 
I want to, I want to, I want to stop that right here so that we can pick this up yeah. and and get the whole story in one shot. Um, you're cool, shit, man. I'm it. I'm so happy yeah. that you are doing so well with this. Um, I have some stories about me interacting you, interacting with you as well, yeah. um, and I'll get into those on our podcast. Uh, other than that, All man, right. uh, shoot have me a good uh, night, before dude. you pass I'm out. Go to bed. Uh, off, <laughs> off recording. Shoot me the times or days that work for you, and we'll uh, we'll set this up because I'm pretty much free after. Uh, Mostly after yeah. 1 p.m., 1.30 p.m., your time. I'm pretty much free. So, yeah. But yeah, right, we'll, dude, we'll, we'll just, figure uh, it out. We'll figure it out. Have a good night. Uh, to your viewers, have a good night, and I will talk to you. Yeah.